Tell me who hath believed, hath believed our report, and to whom is it revealed, the mighty arm of the Lord. Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church here in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Smith Wigglesworth was a well-known gospel minister in the 1920s, 30s, and 40s. The miracles that happened during his ministry are well documented. He reportedly raised 23 people from the dead. Smith tells of a man who had a cancer in the rectum. Night and day, he had morphine every 10 minutes. Smith went to see him. The man told him, I do not know how to believe God. Oh, if I could believe. Oh, if I could, if God would work a miracle. Smith placed his hand upon him in Jesus' name and said to the nurse, you go to the other room. God will work a miracle. And as he shares it, the Spirit of God came upon him. He said, in the name of Jesus, I laid hold of the evil power with hatred in my heart against the power of Satan. While I was praying, it burst. I said to the nurse, come in. She did not understand, but the man knew God had done it, and he was healed. What was Smith's signature saying? Only believe. Only believe. Believe, it means to trust in, to adhere to, to hang on to. And what do we believe? The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Only believe. I have a song here, Bethlehem, ministered by Paul Peters. It has a line that's repeated over and over throughout the song. I believe. I believe. Listen to what the writer and the minister of this song believes. Thank you. 
the tomb he left there. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Now he aside all that you've learned for a moment, all your tradition, all your religion, all your background, your education, and we are only going to consider the Word of God. You know, Jesus himself states in John 10 that the scripture cannot be broken. And Jesus said that he is the truth, the way, the truth, and the life. I was a school teacher for many years. And toward the end of my teaching career, I would have children that came to class with a bracelet on, and it had the letters WWJD, and I didn't know what that meant. And I asked a student one day, what did her bracelet stand for? And she said, well, it meant, what would Jesus do? And she told me that that was to remind her for whatever action that she took that she would need to do what Jesus did. Well, let's take a look at some of the things that Jesus did. I'm going to begin in Matthew 17, verse 15. And this is a man that came to Jesus who needed help for his son. And he said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed. For oftentimes he falleth into the fire and often into the water. You know, the man said that his son was a lunatic and he was sore vexed. And what did Jesus do for that man? It's in verse 18. And Jesus rebuked the devil. And he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. What cured the lunatic child? Casting out the devil. Let's take a look at Matthew 12, 22. Then was brought unto him, that's Jesus, one possessed with a devil, blind and dumb. So this person here is blind and cannot speak. And he healed him, insomuch that the blind and dumb spoke and saw How did he heal him? Well, it said it was one possessed with a devil. Let's take a look at Mark 7. Some of us remember this story. It's the Greek, the Syrophoenician woman. 
she came to Jesus and she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. And what happened when the devil went out of her daughter? In Mark 7, we have a certain woman whose daughter had an unclean spirit and she heard of Jesus and came and fell at, her feet, at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician, and she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. And Jesus said unto her, Let the children first be filled, for it is not meet to take the children's bread and cast it under the dogs. And she answered and said unto him, Yea, Lord. Yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. And look what Jesus told her. For this saying, Go thy way, the devil is gone out of your daughter. And when she came to her house, she found the devil gone out, and her daughter laid upon the bed. So here, Jesus cast the devil out of her daughter. Let's take a look at Matthew eight sixteen. And when evening was come, and these are the people in the city, they brought unto him many, they brought unto Jesus many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirit with his word and healed all that were sick. Jesus cast out the devil. Let's take a look at Luke 8. And they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, which was over against Galilee. And when he went forth to land, there met him one out of a city, a certain man which had devils a long time and wore no clothes, neither abode in any house but in the tombs. And when he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High? I beseech thee, torment me not. For it said, Jesus commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For oftentimes it had caught him, and he was kept bound in with chains and fetters, and he broke the bands, and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. And Jesus asked him, saying, What is thy name? And he said, Legion, for many devils were entered into him. And they besought him that he would not command them to go out into the deep. And there was there a herd of many swine feeding on the mountain, and they besought him, the devils besought Jesus, that he would suffer them to enter into them, and he suffered them. Then went the devils out of the man, entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the lake and were choked. And when they that were fed on him saw what was done, they fled, went, and told it in the city and in the country. And look at what happened after the devils left the man. And when they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus, they found the man out of whom the devils were departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed in his right mind. And they were afraid. You know that bracelet that said, what would Jesus do? If you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you will find that often Jesus was casting out devils. Often Jesus was casting out devils. Now, let's take a look at Mark 16, because now Jesus is giving us a command. He's telling us what to do. Mark 16, verse 15, And he said unto them, Go you into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And we, by this time, know that in 1 Corinthians 15 is the definition of the gospel. And it's in verses 3 and 4 that Jesus died according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he rose again according to the scriptures. That is the definition of the gospel, that Jesus died, 
that he was buried, and that he was raised again. Now, Jesus says here, Go you into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And now look at this next verse. And these signs, and he that believeth is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Now, are you a believer? Are you a believer of the gospel? Are you sure? You know, there's a way to tell. And it's in the next verse, verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. Whoa. Whoa. These signs follow them that believe. Believe what? That believe the gospel. Are you a believer? If you are a believer, then signs will follow your believing. And what is the first sign that will follow your believing? In my name shall they cast out devils. You know, I was talking to someone recently, and we were talking about Jesus. And I mentioned about casting out devils. And they said, oh, I don't want any part of that. I don't want any part of that. And I said, I understand that. What did Jesus do when he was on the earth? What did Jesus do when he was on the earth? And they got real quiet and they dropped their head and they said, he cast out devils. Yes, he did. And you know, we cast out devils too. How can we cast out devils? Where did we get the authority to cast out devils? We got it through the gospel. I'm going to go to Ephesians 1, and I'm going to start in verse 18. This is Paul praying for us, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Do you know that when Jesus comes into us, when we become a child of God, we have an, an inheritance? That when we are born again, when that gospel is in us, we have an inheritance. And what is part of that inheritance? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power, as in verse 19, to usward who believe? Did you know that that exceeding greatness of his power is part of our inheritance? That the power of God is our inheritance when we believe? When we believe what? When we believe the gospel. According to the working of his mighty power, verse 20, which he wrought in Christ, the Father, wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Where? Look at verse 21. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Jesus is above all principality, all powers, all might, all dominions. That's all devils, all spirits, and every name that is named, all diseases. Not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And look at verse 22, and has put all things under his feet. That includes the devil. That includes all sickness, all poverty. All things, all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things, which is the church. So now we have Jesus above every name that is named. Let's take a look at 
Matthew 18, 18. And Jesus speaks here. He said, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Why can we do that? Why can we bind and they're bound? Why can we loose and they're loose? Because Jesus is above all principality and power and might and dominion. When did that happen? Colossians 2.15 When he was raised from the dead and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly triumphing over them. Triumphing over them when he was raised from the dead. Jesus triumphed over every spirit, every principality, power, might, dominion, devil, all. All. Now, what's that got to do with us? How does that give us the authority over every spirit, principality, and power? How does that give us the authority? 1 John 4, 4. And you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because, because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. When you receive Jesus, when you are born again, the spirit of Jesus lives in you and you and he become one spirit and he is above every name that is named. And at his name, every knee has to bow. And that authority of Jesus is in us, is in us. And every devil has to bow. Did you know that the devil was your enemy? Did you know that the devil was Jesus' enemy? Do you know that's why he spent so much time casting him out? You know, I remember the first time that this power began working in my life. And it was in 1986. Through an ad in the paper, they had homes available with a VA loan for a dollar down. At that time, my then husband and I, that was the only way we were going to ever afford a house was a dollar down. And you know, we went and we saw the homes. We met the requirements. We were approved. We we're able to buy a house to get a mortgage for a dollar down. The plan was a beautiful house. We, we were approved. We picked out our house plan. We picked out the brick. We picked the tile. We picked the carpet, etc. And, and we were ready to build the house. And for weeks and weeks and weeks went by. And they didn't start the house. We were ready. Everything had been approved. And I remember I came here to church. I'd only been here at Water of Life in Plano for about two years or a little less than two years. And I went to Doyle and I told him about the house. I told him that God was giving us a house. We were able to purchase a mortgage with just a dollar down. I said, but, but we're waiting and waiting and waiting and they're not breaking ground. And I remember Doyle looked at me with this serious look on his face and he said, Kathy, you think the devil's going to give you that house? You know, I thought for a minute, I never considered, I never considered that the devil was my enemy in this. I thought my enemy were the people, but the devil is our enemy. So I left church that prayer meeting that morning and I drove out to the lot 
Nobody was around. There were three model homes down the street a little bit, and the rest of it were vacant lots. And I pulled up to the vacant lot that we had chosen. It had our street address on it. It had our name that that lot was ours. But there was no workman anywhere. There was no work done. It was wilderness. And I drove up to that lot. And for 10 minutes, I sat in my car and I bound the devil in Jesus' name. I prayed, I bind you, Satan, in Jesus' name. I bind the devil in Jesus' name. I bind this spirit that's against this building, the house, in Jesus' name. That went on for about 10 minutes. Did I feel any different? No. Did I feel anything at all? No. In fact, I felt, I felt a little weird. But I did it anyway. Because the Word of God says that I have authority over the devil. It doesn't say I have to feel it. It just says that Jesus gave me that authority. So for 10 minutes, I prayed that. And then I left. The next day, the same time, I drove back to the lot. Do you know when I pulled up to the lot, there were all these empty lots. But there was one lot where there were a dozen men working. They were building the frame for the foundation. They were digging the plumbing. They were There was a, a large group of men working on my lot to build my house because I bound the devil that was against it. I never forgot that. We, because that Jesus died for us, was buried for us, was raised again for us, and overcame every spirit, every principality and power, every might, every devil, and then gave that authority to us. I was given the authority to break the devil's power over that lot, and the house was built. Let's finish with a rendition of an old favorite, Looking for a City, ministered here by Terry and the Browns, and the song Give Thanks by the My Girls. In Hebrews 11.10, it talks about looking for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. We cannot forget that we have eternity ahead of us. It will come. If you believe and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, You shall be saved, and you will spend eternity with Jesus. Here among the shadows, living in a lonely land with strangers, we're a band of pilgrims on the moon. With dangers burdened down with sorrows, and we're shunned on every hand, but we are looking for a city built above. Oh yes, we're looking for a city. For a city under where never die, And when we get up there, we'll meet our Savior, Savior. glory, and we know we'll meet all our loved ones. Now we pray, quickly come, come, oh Father, come, oh on the day we call, all our hopes renew. In this land of danger, we are going here and there, we're simply 
trusting in the blessed Savior's love and mercy. Though we may be strangers living in this world of care, we're always looking for a city built above. Oh yes, we're looking here and there, looking for a city under where
Thank you for joining me and the musicians from Water of Life Church. I would love to hear from you. You may reach me by email at Kathy, K-A-T-H-I-E, at Kathy Davidson, W-O-L dot com, or you may write me at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, P.O. Box 86-1327, Plano, Texas, 75086. You may find me on the internet at www.kathydavidsonwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.